0: Maybe he could, um, you know, uh, change it and instead of using all grain, he could use some French bread roll and he could call it arrogant batard. (laughs) Moderate batard. With over 25 years in the field, Cryer Malt have been bringing you the world's best local and imported malts. They are your premium brewing partner and they are proud supporters of this very special edition of A Good Brews Week. Live from room 316 <laughs> of the Signature Hotel in downtown San Francisco. Uh, and it's uh, your host here, Pete Pedro Mitchum. <laughs> and it's a pleasure to welcome from uh, the other double bed... <laughs> Across the uh, the side table, uh, it's Matt Kierkegaard. Uh, G'day, Matt. <laughs>
1: G'day, Pete. <laughs> Mate, isn't this exciting? It's uh, it, It's been a really, it is very exciting. I, again, the Bruce News budget only extends to one room. So Pete and I become even a little bit more um, acquainted with each other's uh, habits.
0: Uh, <laughs> and more forgiving of each other's <laughs> and, <coibles. laughs> than Than when Pete's staying at the Pilsner Suite in Brisbane. <laughs> Uh, but no, look, it, it's, it's terrific. We've had a great trip so far. I do only hope, Matt, that um, our listeners do appreciate the uh, the length that we've gone to to get this episode out on time. Uh, it's fair to say we've had a little bit of planes, trains and automobiles um, in the last couple of days, but we've had... And look, we don't want to preempt it all because we will be doing a very special uh, wrap-up episode of our... Uh, live of from our Stone. US... Or,
1: well, recorded
0: live at Stone. Yeah, of, a, of our US trip. Um but we've um, we've managed to spend a little bit of time in Portland, Oregon. We've uh, then headed up uh, into Washington State to the Yakima Valley, and spent a bit of time up there uh, just after the harvest is finished. But um, looking at hop selection, and and can't wait to, to sort of share Three all that.
1: great chats up there.
0: We recorded some really good beer as a conversation uh, episodes, which will drop over the next couple of months for the for our listeners. Uh, but yeah, a lot a lot going on. We're just about we're we're yeah, bracing ourselves. Uh, <laughs> For um, well, we got a day in San Francisco. Then this afternoon we fly head, down to Denver. Fly down to Denver for the Great American Beer Festival, and then uh, back to uh, side via um San Diego, via a quick trip to San Diego.
1: And uh, yeah, and and when you say planes, trains, automobiles, listeners. You you may not realize that Pete and I have never actually flown before, and it was quite terrifying flying down well, from... We've, we've, flown well, before. we've flown we've, we've never flown on the same flight together. On the same yeah. flight, and it's I'll a little bit... The royal family, <laughs> yeah. or, you know. And yesterday we flew from uh, Portland down to San Francisco, and it, it, look, I, I sent a message back to the office, so I said, look, if anything happens, <laughs> carry on without us, uh, but it, the, the, this podcast would have been over. It's a little bit like the Coke recipe.
0: Uh, that's it, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say more about you know, and of course, you know, being the senior partner, um, Matt uh, hooked the ILC. <laughs> well, I, I did the bookings. That's true. No, it was fine. No, twenty-two E, like lovely seat, and uh, first time on Alaskan Airlines. Can highly recommend them. And uh, yeah, absolutely. We've we've had some great experiences. Yeah, and uh, look, just a couple of little, I oh, know, a little, a little bit, of might... yeah, uh, a bit of ambient noise from the street. Yeah, a bit of ambient noise from as I say, we're we're, we're hoping nothing uh, down to San Francisco. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's it's an interesting p- place. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, um, on with the show. That's it, um, Matt. Uh, a lot of well, I'm, I'm guessing there's been some news happening. Honestly, have had not had a lot of time to to check in uh, back home, other than with family, sort of stuff. So, yeah.
1: Um. Actually, actually, I would just, uh, I mean, Joe gets a bit of a mention on the on the podcast, but Claire, who's the senior journalist at uh, Stranraer's News, and uh, Sam Heathwood, who runs the sort of business side of it uh, a little bit for me, which gives us the ability to get out. Um, and not worry about things, so it, it, it's quite, it, it, it's quite the luxury I'm, I'm finding on this trip that I'm not. I'm, I'm just keeping an eye on what's happening as oh, opposed sure. to running what's happening.
0: Um. And look, to be perfectly Francis, and I'm sure you would agree that you know not that long ago, if you and I had had to go on a trip, you basically would have you know Bruce News would kind of have been in a, in a holding hi, pattern, hi, you know? hiatus, or you know just sort of banging. We're up. experiencing some temporary,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs>
0: Uh, Until we get back, but we're able to, as I say, yeah, thank you very much to Claire and to Sam for for keeping the wheels turning, keeping the hamster on the wheel, so to speak. Um, And they've also been good enough, uh, as has Joe, our lovely producer, to send us um, the most relevant news that we will share with you now, good listeners. Um, First up, Matt. I guess you know, hot on the heels of uh, plain paper or plain packaging for um, for tobacco products, uh, drinks companies worldwide it is estimated could lose more than four hundred and thirty billion US dollars in brand value if I, I, plain I, I, packaging I, I, laws are extended to alcohol. I,
1: I, I know you put your uh, little <laughs> finger to the corner of your mouth, then. Pete, well, and I didn't want to,
0: you know, I don't want to be accused of cultural appropriation, particularly in a city like San Francisco. <laughs> Although, when well, we did have breakfast this morning, <laughs> oh mate. <laughs> behind the jump, yeah tony we'll we'll, we'll save yeah, yeah. we'll save the rest of the story for uh something special we've got coming up for your listeners but um uh introduced himself and said, you know he, he said i've been here 26 years blah blah he goes uh where are you guys from and i said oh yeah we're from australia he's sort of from brisbane he goes oh and did you meet here <laughs> <laughs> i missed that that came in my deaf ear oh there you go okay yeah. so, so and, and he could have got away with that <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't have but uh, no well played tony uh yeah, so drinks companies uh, more than four hundred and thirty billion US dollars in brand value, um, plain packaging. And Ryan Lumby uh, from our Facebook group uh, was the one who I think uh, posted this and alerted us to it. Producers like Heineken, AB InBev, and Perno Ricard could see a hundred percent of their revenues exposed to this new legislation. And, and yeah, look,
1: Pete, it, it, it's one of those things. It hasn't, uh, outside of fair, I don't think in Australia there has been much talk about plain labeling. packaging yeah. the, the, the way there has been for cigarette. Um, advertising. And cigarettes, I, I think Australia was a world leader, um, one of the world leaders in terms of uh, plain packaging for cigarettes, just yep. to, to strip the appeal from them. And it has been shown to have been very, very effective. And whenever, you, whenever we talk about the ABAC code and people start mouthing off about how silly some of the decisions are, this is the thing that they really need to be aware of because if you think of all of the craft breweries that are trying to stand out on the shelf, as a result of um, you know standing on the shelves and the design advancements that we've had, you know, uh, cans these days are works of art um, in, in in a lot of cases, but <laughs> not in all, but in a lot of them. And if we have to move alcohol to plain packaging businesses are just going to there are a whole lot of businesses that probably aren't going to be particularly viable because their most distinctive marketing asset is going to be gone
0: yeah it's it's their um their billboard you know their can their their art um will, will sort of disappear there's an interesting quote here from uh, David Haig, who's the CEO of Brand Finance who said quote With health advisors labelling obesity the new smoking, it's not surprising that there have been repeated calls for this type of legislation to be expanded into food and drink sectors. It is obvious, however, that this would severely damage these companies' business values. It's a bit of a long stretch, isn't it? It's a long bow to draw to say, to suggest that, you know, we need to curb all elements of obesity. So let's look at beer. (laughs) Hey, well,
1: well, look... Obesity is a problem, and, and I don't want to minimize any sort of health concern or the sincerity no, of people no. that are trying to look after uh, everyone's health. But and, and as I've said about FAIR in the past, um, there is, to to uh, borrow a phrase from a, a good friend of the show, um, Greg Cook, um, there is a thing called insidious creep that you make one move and then... You know, it opens the door, and it opens the door to lowers the the, and the
0: barriers to someone else saying, "Oh, I wouldn't have done yeah. that, but now that somebody else has, well, yep, what's the next step?"
1: You know, once uh, in, in the case of fair, we, we talked about, it, you know, once skateboarding is deemed to be a dangerous activity to pair alcohol with, then you sort of say, well, "What's another danger?" You, you never sort of say, "Well, we, we, we're okay, on the we've battle, done that. Now we'll, we'll yeah. take the shingle down and go home." It's well, what's next? Oh, we we can't have people drinking in the pool. Um, and so you, you take the next thing, and that's one of the reasons why I, you know, I, I think I've talked about it on the show a number of times this idea of the firebreak. You need to stop well short of what is actually crossing the line. Yeah, because when you get to the, you know, um, everything just sort of keeps creeping, creeping past. And you know, if if the industry doesn't behave responsi- responsibly, and can't point to itself as behaving responsibly, they actually create the conditions where. Legislation and um, activists can push that behaviour much further beyond they want
0: to go, and so uh, yeah, know, like I, I just think it's a so. Natural... So, what are you suggesting, Matt? Is the next step then to pre- you know what, how do we start carving that firebreak? Is it we stop using uh, images that might appeal to minors, um, even if we don't well, think well, in, they in, in, would? In, or, in, in
1: terms of this, you know, like it, it, it it's interesting. Like, look, I'm actually quite surprised at going bringing it back to the talk about. Um, obesity and you know there is a real conversation going on in the uh, industry generally people are becoming very aware of how much they're drinking and I don't think I've ever um, and I'm not sure whether it's an age thing you know so we're sort of older and so a lot of our contemporaries uh, are older and they're becoming aware of it. I'm not sure, but I, I am hearing it from a lot of the younger sales reps and a lot of uh, sort of younger members of the the, the the beer industry that they're very conscious about their alcohol intake as well um, for the health can, for the health benefits. And I think the industry needs to promote that as much as possible. And, it, it's, look, it, it's just one of the reasons why when I bang on about booze, um, I know, look, I, I can see all of the points that Jade makes and people make about it's making it less... But it does. It does. Diminish. There's playful
0: playfulness and disarming on one side, but then it's, a, a, it's a, just uh, yeah, allowing into the lexicon the the attitude that comes that it's yeah with a, a loaded word
1: and a particular. Um, thank you to the contributor who shared a particular brewery with their. Yeah, and and their social media posts delivering some what was it outstanding piss or something like that, and you know exquisite exquisite piss, and you're sort of thinking, well, you know, yeah, it's funny and things like, and and and, and I do, and I'm not sort of saying I don't want to be the wowzer, but it does cast the industry in a certain in a certain light, and alcohol is one of those pro- products that, like it or not, it does require special care about um, because alcohol does have a perception altering. Um, impact yep. it does lower um you know judgment or so it does have impacts around judgment and it, it, it is also um addictive and so you, you need to there, there needs to be special responsibilities around it because if the industry doesn't behave responsibly then other people are going to force yep. responsibility and for of them. course
0: we also do have this i guess the the cultural Speed bump of, you know, we we try our hardest to, to hide alcohol uh, and the concept of alcohol from children and then at 18, hand them the keys to a car and the license to go down to the pub at the oh. same time with no kind of, I, I guess, you know, background, generally... But again, that's one of those examples,
1: the the, the hiding alcohol away from children. So like children can't go to
0: pubs or, you know, so... so We've noticed a lot here where there's sort of some places where depending on the license, there'll be, you know, no minors... No minors, yeah. ...at any time or past this point or...
1: Which is funny because that was one of the
0: things that... um,
1: I recommend everyone go and watch the Ken Burns Prohibition documentary. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. But a lot of that... It wasn't, there was always wowserism, but there was a particular culture that grew up around the saloon. And it was seen so women and children weren't welcome into the saloon. And so there was a lot more going on than just drinking. Oh, and was, the weekly
0: pay packet would disappear in the saloon.
1: All of that. Families yep. and staff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that was the lever that actually gave, you know, so it was the, 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 the rise of the uh, women's rights movement. movement as as well. But there was a whole lot of other movements going in the background that that. that it was um wedded to and it, so, so it was fascinating so you need to be really really careful um but you also but yeah so, so the whole idea of keeping alcohol away from children is because of this misconstrued um we're looking at the damage of alcohol and we need to protect children from it as opposed to actually show them responsibility around it model responsibility yep. um and sorry and then pete
0: you, you said something else then about um well, the, uh, the European culture of—that's right, yeah—of of, of, of just making uh, sensible and moderate consumption of alcohol a part of a celebration, a part of a, of, of, the, of the family culture, a part of getting together, of, of breaking bread and, and sitting around a table. Yeah, alcohol can be part of that. Can Would can be part of can can be a responsible, healthy part of
1: that. And uh, I talked to you a little bit about that with Axel Yarni um, from Vyman. Um You may not have had a chance to catch up with that conversation. It only went up this week, but you know, in in Germany, you can drink low, um, you know, lower alcohol um, products like beer at sixteen, but then you don't get your driver's license until eighteen. Yeah. So you've had the ability to. Test your limits. Test your limits. Man's got to understand, limitations. Lose the excitement um, about it, if there is any, before you're given the car. And in Australia, it's the complete opposite. You're given this um, responsibility of driving and then you're given the you know, privilege of drinking.
0: And as I was speaking of celebration, uh, one of the best celebrations of beer, particularly in Australia, is Good Beer Week. And this week we learned that Good Beer Week 2020 is open for business. Uh, Good Beer Week, which has grown every year since... Um, it's inception year 10, in 2010, I think. It's Yeah, this is, yeah, this 10, is yeah. the tenth year. So 2011 was the was the first Good Beer Week. Um, and last year featured over 300 events over 10 days. So Good Beer Week yep. now goes over 10 days. Um, somebody might need to, work out, you know. Calendar, seven days. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Good Beer Week 2020 event registrations are open from October the 1st till October the 31st. Head to goodbeerweek.com to register your event or contact info at goodbeerweek.com. Matt, nostalgia. Nostalgia. The rise of reshes and emu export. Now, we've bumped into (laughs) our new best mate, uh, whose father had been in the navy and had been stationed at Exmouth, so he'd spent a little bit of time in uh, in Western Australia and was. And, and will, had we, a will we post the uh, Emu Export? I think we. I think, yeah, we yeah, need. Yeah. I, think we, I think we shall. Perhaps in our, our bonus content. Bonus, bonus content, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, Reshes and Emu Export uh, voted the nation's favourite beer. Uh, a national debate was sparked earlier this month when C B B brand Reshes was voted the um, the nation's favourite beer. Uh, the poll highlighted the rise of historic beer brands, often tied to a specific region like Lion's Emu Export, officially known as Bush Chook in WA. Well, though, now, Justin Fox from Bintani, who's a, a Fremantle uh, born and bred and uh, WA native, um, and actually worked for, um, I think, the company that uh, that did brew that beer, mm-hmm. said in WA they call it running chook piss, running okay. bird piss. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've only ever heard it referred to as big chook piss. Okay. But um, in the uh, article, it's, it's claimed it's, it's called Bushchook. Uh, and the number one brand in the Western Australian packaged beer market, according to IRI data. There was somebody
1: posted a discussion about this in the, the, the Facebook group. And I'm just
0: going to read because I... Are people familiar, do you reckon, with Resh's... Because it's now brewed in Yatla? It's brewed in Yatla, I, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, 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 it's a CUB brand. They bought, they bought the brand... Quite well, a like because it used it, to be
1: brewed in the Kent Brewery, like it, it was. Well,
0: I've I have a feeling. I've spoken to Brad Rogers now of Stone and Wood and um, Forest for the Trees project. Um, that he was brewing Rashes is one of his first jobs in the Kent Street Brewery before he headed over to, to Fiji to brew Fiji bitter. I would believe that, and now I'm just digging the. Why well, are you looking that up, Matt? Let our listeners know that Reshes has its own appreciation society with a Facebook group of more than 4,500 people, which marshaled its membership to vote in the news.com.au poll and has also raised nearly 11,500 for uh, Movember through the sale of Reshes merchandise. Meanwhile, Emu Export has been immortalised in both ice cream and pies. Hat tip to Claire, who wrote the,
1: the, this article, and it was a really fascinating, she found very, uh, uh, you know, a very great obs- commentator. Um, to talk about the consumer insights. Um, but the, the thing for me, you know, just the inconsistency of the, the logic behind the Reshes Appreciation Society. Um, it's a bunch of guys that are celebrating Rushes and they're celebrating it's a local, it's a beer that we drink around here. And a couple of years ago, I can't think of his name, but there was the Sommelier of the Year and James Atkinson. I, I, I had a podcast with him because James Atkinson had done a chat with him and he's, he's got the handle Reshes. And the, the, the Twitter right. handle @reshes, at Reshes, yeah. which is like a, an ironic thing for the wine sommelier, the wine expert, yep. and he was raving about Rashes. Th- you know, isn't it awesome that you know that there's still a beer that you can only get in the area that it's made? And I'm going, hold on, champ. It's it's not made in New South Wales, and it, it, so so you've got a, a, an award-winning wine sommelier who was showing the
0: you know, ignorance of the beer product that he champions. Well, it that, shows how it show, To be fair, it shows how well provenance is hidden—obsequiously, or deliberately, or well, subtly, but or also subconsciously. Shows, look, somebody,
1: I mean, but by the big guys. To, to me, it showed. It doesn't it, matter where it's brewed. It it doesn't be, matter where it's brewed. Well, it, it doesn't. But then, don't celebrate that this is the beer that's the well. Our to be local fair, beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: To you be know. fair, CUB is not claiming it's it's brewed locally. It's... Well, Mate, but but, then, but CUB
1: has put no marketing behind it. And the, the Reshers Appreciation Society, I've been a member of the Facebook group for some time and they've been reaching out to CUB. Oh, so you're one of those 4,500. No, I am one of the
0: 4,500. What's your membership number? No, I haven't joined because oh. there's actually a joint. So, uh, yeah. yeah um, I'd, I'd, so you're just looking over the back fence. It's <laughs> around while They're trying to have a barbecue. Uh, lurking,
1: I think they are. So, yes. <laughs> but um, on one hand, you've got the Reshers Appreciation Society and this is their... Uh, and, and look, I'm not teeing off about these guys. I'm not teeing off at these guys at all. You know, if you like Rushes and you like the brand and what it represents, that's great. But then th- there have been a lot of posts about, you know, these hipsters drink and these trendy, fruity beers. And um, I-, I commented on um, that in, in, in the group. And I-, I know a number of our uh, Facebook group um, members uh, members of oh, the ref- Reshes' okay, Appreciation yeah. Society. And leapt to the defence. I wasn't having a Flag go. Flag-waving, pin-wearing members. But then, as I said, you know, like the, the about page of the Reshes Appreciation Society, Reshes, the beer we drink around here, low carb, purified water, add lime, pale, light boutique. If you're like me and you've had enough of Ponzi adjectives and marketing waffle and pray for a day when we can all return to drinking a good, honest beer at a reasonable price, well, Reshes is that beer. It's our state beer. It's a beer for working families. It's the best tasting beer in Australia. And um, sadly, Rashes is less. You know, um, our state is being crowded out of the market by inferior product being brought in by selfish Victorians and Taswegians with bad taste. And you know, to 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 me, the thing about this is, these are people who are drinking a memory. They're drinking a perception. They're drinking a fantasy because CUB. They're
0: creating a, a Norman Lindsay watercolor.
1: Well, but see, but pretty much has, know, and, a, 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 as, as we keep hearing from the prof- professional brewers, they've got one wort stream. Um, and, you know, if if, if we want to make it um, Crown Lager, or actually Crown Lager, we need to look into that because Crown is apparently all malt these days. But most of the others, they've got one wort stream and you sort of either add a little bit more of the, uh, you know, bittering agent, yep. you know, a little a little bit less, you sort of, you know, Carbonate a little bit more or carbonate a little bit less, but it's basically the same beer. And if you're going to go teeing off about VB and Carlton Draft, but this Russia stuff, this is the that's good the stuff. That's the dog's bollocks. Yeah. Then you live in a fantasy. And good luck to you, but don't shit-can everyone else. For, you know, well, and I think that's the point. The I,
0: yeah, yeah, I've always, I guess, you know, one of the things as a parent that I've always brought my children, I said, talk up what you love don't, and just ignore what you don't like. There's no need to denigrate. No, there's no, you, don't, you don't build yourself up by, yeah. you know, bringing yeah. others down.
1: And uh, which is funny because the, 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 these guys love hanging hanging um, on the, the the hipsters, what they call the yep. hipsters. When when you think about you know like the fixie, the you know the the, the classic yep. fixie fixie bike riding hipster yep. is riding the fixie Fletcher, because Fletcher, I think that there is something purer about you know riding the uh, gearless bike and working harder and making it worse than it has to be um, because that's a pure um, thing. And you sort of going, no, we invented gears for a reason. And, you know, unfortunately, if, if you're drinking rushes because you think it is the beer that you drank 30 years ago, I'm sorry, champ, you're riding a fixie.
0: Yep. No, you are point. You are the hipster, not us. I don't know if he rides a fixie, but we'll certainly be popping in for a visit before we uh, fly back to Australia, uh, is Greg Cook, who this week responded to the UK watchdog group, uh, the Portman group. Um, they're... Uh, hashtag feelings towards arrogant bastard ale. Now the Portman Group, which Matt uh, for our listeners probably know, is um, a UK. It, it's like yeah, it, it, it's an industry but, but association in that sets rules. Industry around, watchdog yeah. group. Um, Brewdog has group. fallen foul of them a lot many times, and and thumbed their nose at hence the, nanny state. Yeah, yep, that's right. Uh, well, that's it. The, the Portman Group, I guess, was the inspiration for, for yeah the, the the, the Brewdog. The, sorry, the Scottish brewery's nanny dog uh, nanny state nanny dog. <laughs> Nanny brew dog. Anyway, um, it's been a long day. The Portman Group recently sent Stone Brewing's importer a letter, alerting them of a potential breach of its code of practice on the naming, packaging, and promotion of alcoholic drinks, regarding arrogant bastard ale. To which Greg Cook replied with a an open letter. Of course, it was an open letter. He would thank you. Thank you for your letter. We're sorry to hear that our beer, identity and label offend you. Since Arrogant Bastard Ale has been around for 23 years, a year before the Portman Group was formed, and has been distributed in the UK for over a decade, the most devastating news may be how long it took you to identify your feelings. It would be insensitive for us not to recognise that this must have been a difficult emotional process, and clearly it was emotional as your letter contained a lot of emotional words. So I'm backing back Greg Cook in this one. Oh, yeah, no. Well, look, that's a fair call. It, but he makes... Uh, and to be fair, I don't it, know how the Portman Group works. He, he's making have some... They, have they known? They must so, have known. So what they did... Arrogant no, Bastard Ale's been there for 23 years. They,
1: they engage a consulting firm to go out and do a random sampling of beers on the shelf. Okay. Know, because I, I, I don't know the Portman Group. I don't know, you know, I know roughly what, what they do, but... And some of our listeners may know, particularly our UK-based or, or
0: expats... They do have a set of p-
1: rules. Um, I don't know whether they've got a pre vetting service or anything like that, but they just. Want how out. do they respond, or do they? They, they did are a, they a random. Proactive? Yeah, so, so they did a random. I think they respond to complaints, um, but th- this is them being, um, you know, in, in the face of plain packaging threads. Potentially, they've gone out and done a random sampling of 500 beers, and then found out which ones
0: potentially offend against the code. Yeah, but let's cut to the chase. To, to what extent does context matter because if, no, if but, i saw but, you are a bastard but you, you need I kind to read, read the original letter you actually
1: need to read the original letter the portman group the consultants sent stone a letter saying this is what's happened you know we've done a random sampling arrogant bastard has come across you know it potentially violates the, it, it it didn't sort of say you need to change your packaging it didn't okay. say you need to it just sort of said look it potentially um, crosses these things and invited a response and Muggins there decides to he the three days before he posted his open letter, he sort of posted the thing and sort of said, well, you just wait until you see my smart ass response? And he does make some legitimate points there, which is what they were which is what the Portman group was asking for. Yep. They were asking could you know? Could we have your response? Respond. Yeah. Okay. And you know, it, they did it. They didn't so sort of say you offend. They didn't say that you contravene. They didn't say you can't sell. They just have sort of said, "Here is our code. This is what we've done. Can you please give us your thoughts?" And suddenly you've got uh, you know,
0: but that the, that's the not- beer
1: Jesus. Um, grandstanding and being a complete smart ass about something that is inherently very very and he's just gone for complete mileage and he's grandstanding he's showboating and he's wanting to sort of get all of the kids going yeah good on you greg you know the the man who is you know sorry greg why were you sending your beer to england um 10 years ago when who you didn't want people sending your beer anyway um, that's me grandstanding and i fully acknowledge that but yeah look it, it For those wishing to join our Facebook group page, remember <laughs> the uh, the code word is soapbox. Well, no, but look, yes, make those points, but at least acknowledge the sincerity of the body. This isn't a body that's targeting stone. It's not a body that is trying to clamp down on alcohol. It is a body that is trying to make sure that the industry, because if stone was in plain packaging, they wouldn't have a business. If they weren't able to market all of their sort of you're not worthy nonsense, they wouldn't have a business because they are one of a vast number of equally good quality beers on the market these days. And rather than shit canning and being a smart ass and you know, trying to get all of the kids going, yeah, we're with you, Greg, he should be playing into the... You know, he should be acknowledging the sincerity you know, of, of the, the, the request and making those points quite legitimately um, because he is actually undermining the code with his smart arsery in that response by diminishing what that code is trying to do, um, and, and that's and ultimately his business is going to be the one that suffers um, if plain plain labelling comes in.
0: Well, Matt, worst case scenario if. If, if it's determined that yeah, he does have to change his labelling, I don't know if they do send overseas, but Greg could probably do worse than to pick up the phone and call... Now, he'd have to put 6-1 in front of it, um, then one three hundred eight five two two three five to call Relling's labels and stickers to perhaps get some updated shrink-wrap plain label... R- they're very good like that.
1: Yeah, maybe uh,
0: maybe he could, maybe he could um, you know uh, change it, and instead of using all grain, he could use some Moderate. French bread roll, and he could call it arrogant batard. <laughs> Moderate batard. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.
1: Anyway, um, uh, but look, but so, Ed, did, did you like the way that I uh, you know, that that big white suitcase I'm like around, Pete? It's because I had to bring my soapbox. <laughs> Well, Matt's big white suitcase could be the soapbox in itself. Do do, do you see my point about the the, the Greg Cook thing? Like, that he's actually undermining something that will hurt his business. That if you marshal the army against the Portman Group or against ABAC... Then you're actually hurting the industry because then peop- everyone takes it less seriously. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I do, but I, I but it, but I also I think probably go for that old um, you know military adage that you know you, if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything. But you can
1: stand for something. You could sort of stand by saying: look, we really appreciate what you guys are trying to do. Um, yeah. We
0: understand the importance
1: of the Portman Group. We understand you know that we exist in a world where alcohol needs to be responsibly marketed. However. You know, we have been doing this for 10 years. Here, here is the basis for it. This is why we don't think that we contravene the points that you've made. Um, you know, thank you for your consideration. Unfortunately, doing that, you don't come across as the rock star that he needs to be increasingly.
0: Yep, okay. And, no, no, I, 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 I do see a
1: point. As Stone becomes, you know, lima um, you know, he needs to keep pumping up his tyres.
0: Fair call. Uh, that's the news for this week, Matt, <laughs> uh, with thanks to our very good friends at, uh, at Crime, Alt, Rellings, Labels and Stickers and Packaging and Beer Cartel. Speaking of beer cartel, I don't know if they would send Arrogant Bastard or any other... Uh, no, because I, they I said they a six-pack of local Australian beer. Along with a uh a bruise news bottle opener and don't forget uh you can review us on itunes and listeners um the the big white suitcase is also bringing back i'll tell you what it is <laughs> it is fairly it's heaving at the seams we've been very lucky to um in our travels with um uh i guess the the bintani um hop harvest roadshow yeah we, we were lucky enough to um we've got some swag come on we've we, we've been we've been. Given a little bit of stuff, and so we're going to give some of that away. Some
1: very cool uh, hop grower trucker caps. I'm just going to throw one shirts. in because
0: you did. You mentioned the Ken Burns documentary on yep. Prohibition, and last night we were walking walking the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> we were actually walking along the along the waterfront, Embarcadero, emba Embar- Embarcadero, um, and uh, we were talking about uh, one of the two beers that was uh, on tap at the Peruvian ceviche restaurant. Which you is- pronounce it. To the beer? Oh, uh, Keskenya, Keskenya. Um, but the one I was thinking of was the Twenty First Amendment. Oh, yep, yep. So for our listeners, the first one to come through with, how does the twenty? What what is the relevance of the Twenty First Amendment? What to which other amendment does it most closely relate? And what was the real name of that second? That what was the other, name of the act of the act? There you go. Um, and and, yeah, and we'll, we'll get we'll find either a T shirt or I okay, Probably a tracker cap, because I tell you what. Because if you're not, everyone's giving away <laughs> tracker caps over here. If you're not a medium, you're getting a trucker cap because the shirts are all medium. All medium.
1: Well, we saw we, yeah. but we do have some lady shirts as well. We do
0: have some lady shirts. I, I did hook a couple. But anyway, um, all you need to do, Matt, uh, to then be so that's that's completely separate to our beer of the week, which is very proudly sponsored by our good friends at Beer Cartel. Um, so the Bar blade, as well as um your choice or a selection of um a six pack of Australian craft beer. For uh, sending us either something in the mailbag, a review on iTunes, or a, a comment that tickles us on the Facebook group. Don't forget to uh, join the Facebook group. Um, and the code word is soapbox. Now we've got one, Matt, from Anna and Nathan. Actually, would you like to read this one out? Just, sure. Just so, that, you know, I'm not doing everything here, <laughs> as I'll sure, just pass you. the iPad. Well, because to... well, that half hour rant about uh, Stone was you doing everything, was it? Well, no, just, well, there's. <laughs> What I'm uh, there's actually an ulterior motive. Okay, I'm just I'm, I'm just uh, we contacting time. my friends at Stone now to see if we're still welcome there. Um, <laughs> this, oh, this the will day go day out we before out. we go to Stone. That's why <laughs> I was. I'm sure they'd little don't bit listen.
1: Cautious. We're long time listeners to the podcast. However, this is the first time we've written to you. What has prompted this email was a discovery at our local Dan Murphy's recently a Deschutes beer with what appeared to be a packaged on date of 10 2019. See attached photos. Our initial reaction was one of shock, considering the 1st of October is yet to pass. After some thought and recollection from our time living in North America, we realized the date followed the American standard, so it was really 10 January 2019. Regardless, this sparked one of our common discussion topics on the suboptimal craft beer stock that is being retailed to beer drinkers and potential good beer drinkers, and evidently the beer was very old. There are two parts of this discussion that we wanted to highlight, which you have both echoed at various times. Echoed, that's a very nice word of saying banged on about um, during the podcast. The first part is that brewers should list packaged on dates in a legible fashion. Um, Exclamation but. Before, uh, but best before is too open to interpretation exactly and usually leads to a guessing game on how fresh the product is. Now we usually err on the side of caution. The second part is the increasing disappointment we usually experience uh, visiting retailers that stock craft beers. Most of the time, we believe there is too much variety or mismanagement of the inventory, usually evidenced by the discovery of IPAs several months old or dust on bottles. That is a very good point. Um, uh, the treatment of the product is quite variable. With many places, uh, we visit having a mixture of beers refrigerated and unrefrigerated or product on the shelf un- uh, refrigerated, But the cartons are being stored unrefrigerated. Having not worked in the alcohol retail space, there may be certain log- logistical issues that contribute to this however as beer consumers we would be much happier with a smaller curated selection that is turning over quickly and thereby as fresh as possible um, and treated with the respect it deserves isn't there a bigger risk of losing potential craft drinker through a poor experience due to old stock as opposed to not offering a large selection of different beers one final point uh, on this recent discovery at Dan's is that maybe we could go one step further if packaged on dates become a standard making these date formats to be consistent anyway rant over love the format of splitting news and interviews keep up the great work
0: over here, we also uh, we're at um, uh, VGF Virgil Gamash Farms in Yakima, and uh, Darren, who we're going to uh, post an interview with very shortly in the next couple of weeks, um, was kind enough to bring us from his extensive um, cold and very very fresh selection of uh, local local beer, some of which had only been canned a couple of days before and brewers and dropping delivered off there. And here's what we've done with your hops. Here's what we've done with your hops. Um, but a, a quick check, we did a... a Again, Justin Fox and I did a, a quick little check, and some also use the Julian calendar yep. uh, method. So, not only do you have to go nine eleven instead of a, where, we, whereas we would say eleven nine, you've also, with others, you've then got to work out your ready reckoner and your uh, you know algorithm um, slide rule to work out when when something was actually bottled or canned or is best before. If they use the um, the Julian thing, yeah, and look. I do bang on about it quite a lot, and you know, but it's
1: there's a lot of points in there that uh, I'll just address two. One, having a smaller curated selection of beers, um, and cou- coupling that with the assertion that that's what consumers want, unfortunately, it's not. You know, you look at the number of bottle shops that promise the largest range of beers that they're not turning over um, the best bottle shops aren't the ones that have got, you know, 1,500 um, lines, because they're not going to be turning them over, they're not curating the stock, um, and, and and it's not good. But that's what consumers want. People want, you know, a, a, there is a yep. section of the market.
0: And look, the three parties are very different. You've got the um, the, the brewers, um, motivations, and um, I guess, you know, pull points are completely different to the mm. retailer, yep. and then are different again yep. to, to the consumer. So. Yeah, you can't just sort of assume or, or say that yeah, the retailer should be doing this because the of... retailer has different um, economic, um, you know, stresses on on their business. Uh, but you've got a lot of brewers that are and you know your own market.
1: willingly selling their beer into um, logistics chains or um, you know, bottle shops that they know that's not going to get the pull through and so there is an inherent inconsistency with brewers saying our beer is best because you know we put the care we put we love you know craft beer is better independence is what you want and then consigning a beer that just doesn't belong in a long warm retail chain um logistics chain and so sort of saying our beer is better when we're willing to sort of accept a much inferior product and just going back to to the whole Greg Cookstone thing, that is my big bugbear with um, Greg. He refuses... You know, on one hand, he's saying this, and on the other hand, he's willing to commit it and have it sit on a shelf, a warm... Actually, Pete, that's the other thing I'll say. Have you noticed? I don't think I've seen a warm retail beer since since we've been Uh. uh, here. Walked into a service station in... uh, Oregon on our way out to Yadala when we sort of filled up at the gas Yakima. station. Uh, 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 it would have been a long drive to Yadala. Uh, Yakima, sorry. Uh, yeah. um, walk into this, um, like it would have been the sort of place that in, in Australia would have had six doors of um, you know, power drinks and sports it, yep, drinks and yep. iced coffee. This place had four full doors of craft beer, all of it stored cold. Yep, you go into the Safeways that we went into that had the Blue Pool in Portland. Yep. Um, how's that a tap room? In, well, but you, you had probably ten meters of cold stored craft oh, beer.
0: And the same, even the Rite Aid pharmacy. Yep, uh, all there. uh no, well, say they did have a couple of rows of beers that yep. were uh, shelf beers. Yep, um, and the other one that did was uh, Made in Oregon, which is uh, at the airport. Yep. So they didn't have any fridges. All their beers. Oh, they did. Okay. Okay. Was, was well, just like a, on a front. Uh, oh, displays there but to be fair it was like it was very prominent yeah so and I'd imagine like that they, they had obviously mostly Oregon it almost brewers. seems the
1: exception though yeah. because beer is cold stored whereas cold stored beer in Australia is the exception yeah so
0: anyway anyway we must move on and just quickly um, that was uh, thanks uh, via email that one came to us from Anna and Nathan so thank you very much so please Anna send and us Nathan. your
1: Anna and Nathan if you can just send us your uh, PO box or your, your postal address postal because address. at the very least you're going to get yourself a barblade
0: that's right Done. And, uh, and given that I will assume, you know, it's fraught, but I'll assume that Anna is perhaps of the female variety, We might have, that might be one of our, uh, our, uh, our ladies' t-shirts that we managed to hook. Well, uh, we're not going to give to them, them all away in one go. No, no. No, 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 no. no, no we'll drip for you. Just, just yeah. if, yeah. So. No, trip's not over yet. Well, yeah, who knows? Who knows? We, we might have to get another big white suitcase just for all the merch that everyone's giving us for our uh, for our dedicated loyal listeners um one of whom is daniel massey and on the facebook group he um posted imagine my surprise when i saw a billboard saying tinnies which is the coles brand pale ale won gold at the world beer awards i've never had it due to supporting independent but realized brick lane brews it i can see why it won congrats to the brick lane team and uh, look absolutely and you know and this one, Matt, I do have a little bit of inside knowledge. So you talk about it. When when Daniel says, um, you know, realize that Brick Lane brews it. Brick Lane also created the recipe. So this was this was yeah, oh yeah yeah this was a, the message was we want this this and this we want it at this price point. This is what we want to sell it at, kind of thing. Yep. yep. And John Selton and the team did the rest. So yep. it wasn't like here's a an old homebrew recipe that you know can you please just make this yep. this this. So this yep. this is a crafted beer, despite the fact that it is a, um, you know, a, a home brand
1: label. It's a home brand label and, and all that. And, and and that's like the, the thing, the, the part of me that, you know, that sort of passionate, irrational part of you that wants to, you know, because you are supporting a, like a great brewery um, by buying that beer. But I, I'm, as good as it is, I'd still rather drink the story behind a small family owned brewery
0: than a brand, you know. I would much rather buy Brick Lane Beer Direct, for example. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, and on the same. Uh, but that's just just to put that in context and thank you for that, Daniel. So, uh, Matt, we do have one more. Oh. If you can... So we do. Um,
1: now, the letter of the week last week um, uh, was for our review and I can't remember... It was Chemistry and Wit, wasn't it? It was the Chemistry and Wit one. Yep. Um, hello, Matt and Pete. Uh, providing my postal address is a follow-up to my recent review on your podcast in iTunes. So, yeah, if you, if you have reviewed us Uh, on iTunes, send us through your postal address so we can get you a blade as well. Um, I realised it was important not to just binge listen to your back catalogue, but jump forward and listen to the current episodes too. Uh, Getting the news in a timely manner provides a certain advantage, e.g. hearing the Green Beacon Brewer. Um, That was my chat with uh, Johan. Johan, talking about the limited release beer using HPA016. This news item had me immediately catching an Uber to the brewery to sample said new hop. Very tasty brew. Now, the interest, his interest in the new hop was because um, Andrew is actually uh, Hilltop Hops, um, which is a hop grower in Brisbane, um, and he sent through a photo because one of the questions, without going into our sort of great wrap-up episode recorded at Stone next uh, Monday. Um, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> well, either that or... Venue
0: in, subject to change.
1: <laughs> in, in the gutter out the front. <laughs> <Sort of> in, <laughs> um 50 feet away (laughs) or whatever the restraining order says um it's been fascinating because i've again the 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 logical part of my brain says you grow hops where they grow best um because we have seen uh hop growers of moving out of the traditional hop growing regions including hilltop hops which are growing hops in brisbane yep you know um if you want to grow as a home brewer have your own little trellis in your backyard grow hops make a
0: beer throw a few into your fresh hop beer or you know, in your homebrew.
1: Yeah, and, and look, it's a great exercise to grow hops in, in Brisbane, but they're, they're um, varying day length. and with Day length's not long enough. Yep. But I know that Andrew in um, and the Hilltop Hops guys, like they went to Florida um, and visited some hop growing down there to look into um, growing
0: hops there, and they've applied So it's to... a similar subtropical climate, or...? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be speaking from any... Because terroir, of course, that's going to be a very interesting gonna... one. Stay tuned, listeners, for some very interesting... Uh, about hop terroir. Chats on hop terroir. Yeah, but
1: one of the things that has come out of this uh, trip, particularly talking to Eric Demeray. At uh, CLS Farms. At CLS Farms. And there, there's a Mexicanus strain. Neo-Mexicanus. Neo-Mexicanus that is a wild native American hop that grows much further south than the Yakima. Very different growing, very different light conditions. It's actually struggling to some extent up in Yakima because of the the, the, the day length. And I guess as we are um, experiencing climate change, so we are going to be, need to be much more aware of that. And I know that, um, that the guys from Hilltop Hops have been looking into growing in appropriate regions. So um, I think we might even catch up with Andrew and and talk about hops growing in in Brisbane, just to sort of you know, get their thoughts on. Yeah, I'd love to see know what how they're we, experiencing. Yeah, I'd and love and to know and the research they've done and what yeah.
0: the, what sort of uh, results they're getting in terms of uh, yield and you know crop weight and all that sort of stuff. So very interesting. There you go. So well, I reckon that brings us to uh, a logical conclusion. I'm actually disappointed. We uh, we a little bit worried. We had a lot of sirens at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. We <laughs> don't have any, many at nine o'clock uh, yeah. in the morning. We've had a few a few honks, which is good. Oh yeah, I'm a little bit, confused, but it was even before we recorded. It was like some guy sitting on his horn just outside the, yeah, the window. Yeah. Um, the colourful local identities, it's fair to say, have, have, have kept quiet <laughs> um, while we've been recording, which is, for which we are thankful. Yeah. So uh, anyway, this afternoon we we hop a flight to Denver. Well, we're going to pop in first of all on the way. Little we'll creatures, pop into yeah. little creatures, the new little creatures, San, San Francisco. Francisco. Uh, brew pub and uh, and check that out and hopefully we get a, a chance to sort of maybe have a chat to some of the people there, um, as well as some of the punters who are, are there to to get their impressions on uh, I guess for, Australia and Australian yeah, beer, yeah, an upcoming um, interesting uh, podcast where that we're doing Little Creatures fits all fits into it all, uh, and then uh, yeah we're on the uh, on the plane to Denver this afternoon. On, for a couple of days, for a in couple Denmark. of days of, uh, of great American. That's going beer to be festival. busy. Yeah, it's going to be a busy uh, couple. Looking of days. forward to catch up, catching up with uh, a lot of the friends we've made throughout our trip so far. Particularly some of the brewers from um, from Portland, uh, as well as old friend of the program, John Hall. John Hall. Yeah, we'll catch Hall? up with John. It's Hall. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Well, well, that's what keep you said. Going. <laughs> just keep going. Hall, it's not an O and it's not an A. It's in between. But anyway, <sighs> okay. Keep going. Um, yeah, but what a gathering of the tribes there, there is over here. Like,
1: in, um, you, you, you post it, you're in Portland. Oh, sorry, we just missed you. Like, it's half of Australia is over here, yeah, half the, the Australian brewing community. And, yeah, uh,
0: and that's a, a really interesting um, thing that I think we'll probably touch on in the next few episodes yeah. of, of Good Brews Week, uh, the extent to which hop selection is becoming more and more relevant um, and how it influences, I guess... Uh, a, what we're doing with our beer in Australia, but also how what the Americans are doing with their beer is then slowly, I guess, being taken back mm. to Australia as well, and then we'll have a further influence on, on our beer. Some fascinating discussions coming up with some really interesting people. So, strap yourselves in, listeners, because there's a lot of content coming your way. Um, it's fair to say, we've, we've really kind of, I, I guess, upped our game um, in terms of the, uh, the educational and in, in information side of things that, uh, now, I guess, outside of the... Hey, that's another sort of conversation. The black and white yeah, news, yeah, yeah. Um, and discussion field. yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, thank so you, thank listeners. You very, thank you, Pete. Thank you very much, Matt.
1: They, you know, I, I will say, you know, like we we give each other a bit, but it, it's having spent a couple of days in uh, Asia, sort of traveling alone, as much as you know. Shout out to Steve Finney, and had some great traveling companions there. But you know, sort of traveling alone, and so sort of catching up with people, it's been great. Uh, it's just been great hanging out with you, and uh, and also the Bintani guys. So um, yeah,
0: we've got. Um, and look, it's probably, I think we might have a new, a couple of new games. For our listeners, um, <laughs> yeah. that that might even top Bruise News Bingo. <laughs> yes. one of well, which we played last night on the way back from the we'll, waterfront. We'll, we'll save that for later, <laughs> yeah. for a later chat. But uh, listeners,
1: thank you very much, and thank you, th- thank you for making what we do possible by just listening. And uh, yeah, again, give us a shout out if 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 you want to or can on any of the forums. Uh, yeah, even on social media, if you want to at Bruce News yeah. and, and and tag our sponsors and Did the you-
0: email Matt if they want to send us a. Producer
1: at au. But uh, yeah, look, if, if you enjoy a podcast or if, you know, we don't really do much on Instagram, um, but Facebook, um, uh, tag, our, tag our sponsors. Yep. And um,
0: iTunes or wherever else you um, access your podcast, if there is an opportunity to, to rate us or to leave a comment, um, just so that, A, we know, I guess, where, where we need to improve or to keep doing what we're doing, but also so that it helps other people to find the podcast. So feel free to share this shit uh, as much as you like absolutely uh, thank you very much again to Cryer Malt to Relling's labels stickers and packaging and to our good friends at Beer Cartel for making all of this possible and to you our listeners of course for listening um, and we'll see you again uh, for next week's episode which will be a very which will be back, we'll be back in Australia we'll be back in Australia
1: we'll be back in Australia but then there'll be a special wrap up edition um, yeah
0: we've got a couple of couple of surprises planned for you so um, watch this space